This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Now entering Nerdist.com. I was looking on And then it goes on from there. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Jonah Radio. It's another it's another minute. Jonah, why don't you do me a favor and pick a different microphone to be your lead microphone? Lead Swap microphone. Swap with somebody. Okay. All right. You're going to do the most talking, and that's the most distorted mic. Yeah? There we go. I'm like, but I'm like, check your head, era Beastie Boys. I yeah, want it all true. distorted. Yeah. I just wanted to sound like this. Um, so thanks for tuning in to Jonah Radio. Uh, it is uh, balmy, 98 degrees outside on a Saturday in June. Uh, Cash Hartzell is out of town, and filling in for him is a combination of Cash and me, and his name <laughs> is Kyle Clark. Kyle. Hey, everybody. You're doing the producing stuff today? I sure am. How's it sound, baby? It sounds adequate. Yeah, that's where we succeed. <laughs> Um, Adam is uh, is working. Go figure. And uh, uh, Neil Mahoney on the Neil Mahoney's is here. Hi. This is going to be a completely sober uh, Neil Mahoney on this. Hey, let's hey. not. Uh... <laughs> Does somebody get a bloody Maui? No, I'm sober. Okay. He just he always remembers a little too late that his mom listens to the podcast. <laughs> All right, uh, and joining us uh, in the studio, this is rare that we ever have a, like a band, a full band, come and join us. Uh, last time we had a full band was uh, uh, Andrew Jackson Jihad, now known as AJJ, and uh, that episode got lost because of cash. So <laughs> please do not try and carry on the tradition of messing it up every time we actually have a guest worthwhile. Uh, but it is, it is the band who is on tour right now, one of my favorite bands. Uh, please, everybody, welcome Cheap Girls. Uh See, Hi. see, the most of the people that would have to like respond, it's best if they're not in the band, so you don't have to force the band into sitting in awkward silence. But it's when fun they... to see which one of them is going to applaud themselves. That's true. That's a good point. Um, so let's go down the, the the line. Everyone just introduce themselves and say what they do in the band and their sign. I'm Leo. My name's Adam. And Me too. And I play guitar. Nice. I'm Ben. I play drums. I'm a uh, shit Taurus. You're a shit Taurus. Uh, is that like is that in Schmarch? Is it... <laughs> I'm uh, Ian. I play guitar, sing. I'm an Aries. I didn't know you were a Taurus. I thought you were an Aries. No. Uh, Ironically, for a singer, don't know how to talk into the mic. Right? Let's put that right up on your Yeah, yeah. Right, right on top of that. Was, you want to Yeah, let's do it again. One more time. Ian, Take it from the top. I play guitar. I sing. I'm an Aries. I didn't know my brother was a Taurus. Ooh. I am Jason. I play bass, and I am a Cancer. Nice on society. <laughs> um, yeah, it, don't don't be too embarrassed by the. Uh, we had um, uh, Mark Trombino on, who's uh, you know the drummer from Drive Like Jehu. Sure. Went on to record many bands, made a lot of money uh, recording <laughs> bands. Didn't know how to hold the mic to his mouth. Just yeah. constantly like. Down here, <laughs> talking at length. <laughs> I was just like, "That's how you made your." Li- no wonder you make donuts now, man. 
Um, oh, shit, shit. Hold on. That's what I was trying to think of. The donut place. It's right. It's, it's real right close here. by. Fuck. Yeah, we were Is like. Is it good? It's great. Early this morning, I'm like, I swear to God, there's like a donut place. Hey. Somebody. Yes. That's what it was. I was trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah, it's called Donut part. Friend. It is fantastic. Also joining us in the studio, using air quotes uh, right <laughs> now, is Allie from the band Upset Please. and Aloy from Burger Week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, do we have a mic for Allie? I, I'm good. I don't need that. How did you want to call on that? <laughs> Just kidding. I'll call Your hands are full. Full share. It's, yeah. it's <laughs> do we have an extra mic? That's the... We already are using the extra okay. mic. Okay. Oh, you guys, you guys grab up. mics. That's good. All right. So, um, you guys just played last night a great show at the Bootleg Theater. Um, high ceilings, wide, short room. Um... <laughs> It was an, it was odd. That curtain in the back of the room felt like it was uh, like a set on a TV studio. Where or, was the curtain? It was uh, opposite of where you were. Oh, just okay. Giant velvet curtain. Was yeah. that blocking a bigger room? No, no. It was just a. It was like uh, padding. Like oh, okay. Baffler, yeah. Behind us was though blocking a giant room. <laughs> That's another. There was another bigger room in there. Yeah. I can yeah. never understand yeah. that place. It was a really nice venue though. It was our green room. <laughs> 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 it was bigger than the venue, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a nice or with great equipment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, but it was uh, it was fantastic. I didn't get to see you guys last time you were in town, which is uh, you played at the what's that venue? That was a good show to miss. Was yeah. it a good show yeah. to miss? Definitely yeah, that one. was a good night off for you. What uh, what was wrong with it? Oh, it just it didn't. I don't know. It's one of those we could bitch on. It sound. We'll sound. Just, we'll just yeah. Say sound. Yeah. <laughs> like like were you not singing into the microphone or? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Um, well, it's uh, it's really nice to have you guys here. I'm going to play a song from Cheap Girls uh, just to let you guys know who we've played you guys so much on the show that I'm sure people are familiar Thanks. with it. Uh, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure you've gotten that radio bump, as we call it. Um, and you've you've people have said to you, right, Allie? Yeah, I was going to ask you guys. Does anyone come up to you and be like, "I know you from General Radio"? Yeah, we get tagged in a tweet here and there. Well, from us, probably. (laughs) I get that on tour. Yeah, sweet, sweet. Thank you, Jonah. Yeah, well, you know what? the 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 Venn diagram is tiny, but it is still there, and there are there are people that seem to. I just uh, I I just wish that people who uh, listen to the show also uh, had good music to send in. Um, yeah, I still I haven't gone through it. I asked you to go through the emails, and you never did it. I gave you the login info and everything. Did you? Yeah. I feel like you mentioned it vaguely. No, like two on. years ago, and you're like, you're like, I'm on it, man. And then like I looked for a folder set was called Kyle Jams. I remember I remember you bringing it up, and then and then me having no login info or ability to do. You know what? That's pretty valid too. That's probably what <laughs> you're happened. Like, hey, I got this email file. You should check it out sometime. Yeah, I should. Yeah, uh, but it, it is it is nice. Uh, let's. Uh, now, do you guys have any particular song that you all collectively like playing the most? <laughs> now you you like oh, you bookended like, book like performing this, what like performing performing yeah here's the thing you bookended Give us three options okay well you bookended <laughs> the uh, show well, you started with Ruby which yeah. is I have a dog named Ruby and so I sing that song to my dog all Thank the you. time uh, and then uh, uh, then you ended with Slownod which uh, I used uh, to end the uh, the entire season of uh, Hidden America available now in CISO. Um, which was uh, perfect. And uh, did you did you get a chance to watch it? I've seen uh, I would say three and a half episodes. You know what? I'm very proud of you for not skipping to the episode your song is in, even though I told you. I tried. He couldn't find it. Did you really? Use <laughs> it? It's a really <laughs> website. It's a real. 
It's at the end. The I contract said what? Austin? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just watching through. I was like, I thought it was going to be the theme song. I clicked every two and a half minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't just, get there. And I... It's like me when a friend is on a podcast. You're just listening for your name. <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought we would have to do that with this one. So this is great that we just can put it on now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's, uh, let's start it off so everyone can tune out afterwards <laughs> when they hear a low-fidelity version of a song that you already have released. Uh, um, well, I, you know, what, am, what are you going to do? It's, uh, I like Slow Knot a lot. It's the song, I'll, right. I'll do that because it's the song we used in the, uh, the old, uh, show and we use it as the end. It was the end. Like it was a nice big moment in the series where, you know, I turn my back on the Guy Fieri character and, uh, spoiler alert. Well, no, it's not like, that's not really a spoiler. It's just a thing that happens in the show. In the last episode. Yeah, sure. All right. Turn down for what? That's for sure not them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's all you know. All that's the different is the bass is louder. That's like it's really weird how it completely changes the landscape, the sonic landscape. Uh, so here's Slow Nod. Uh, we're gonna uh, listen to the song and then we'll come back and talk more with the uh, Chief Girls and Alley and hear about Burger Week from Old Aloy over here.
Listen to all those people that showed up. Whoa! Whoa! Oh, that's my fault. Sure is. <laughs> that's my fault. Try oh, to they take... still love it. They still love it. <laughs> so that was uh, the song Slow Nod off of the album Famous Graves by Cheap Girls who are joining us in the garage right now. Um... It is, uh, and I can't remember any of the things, the interesting things we were talking about <laughs> during that break. Uh, you didn't, you didn't like having the, the, you didn't like it when we had it loud. You don't like hearing your own voice. Um, I guess there's that single or a feeling of being singled out, but no, yeah. I, I'm better with it now. Yeah, I'd say years ago it was uncomfortable. Now it's fine. Now I hear it all the time. Have you become more comfortable <laughs> as a performer over the years? Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Is it, uh, it, you know, it's. Is there a certain kind of? Uh, I guess it goes with anybody with any kind of performing. Is the there is a uh, for me always there was a, like kind of an embarrassment of performing of the idea of just like it's like I would go up and do stand up or be in a band and I was just like who am I to do this like right. you know like uh, it's uh, and only now I mean like if I count from like when I started playing in bands it's you know been almost twenty years of performing in some capacity that only now am I like apologizing less on stage for like just existing. <laughs> On stage, do you, do you have do you, do you have any kind of? I feel like I'm fine with playing songs. Bad at between songs. I don't know if I'll ever get good at that. You did pretty good though, but you did your banter was that there was no banter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've, I've that one's a worn out one. That's always my banter. So yeah, that's been said. Whether I realize yeah. or not. <laughs> well, you don't you don't say a fucking thing. Yeah, <laughs> a microphone near you. I, I know <laughs> Adam's terrified to speak yeah. on stage and doesn't have a microphone. So I and Ben Ben will do the. I think Ben's maybe the most comfortable, but he also doesn't really talk on stage. Yeah, you didn't say a word. You actually, like, midway through the set, you did just push the microphone away from you. <laughs> yeah. I realized at a certain point that I'm like, fuck, I, don't, I, I look at the set list, and I'm like, I don't need this for, like, another 20 minutes, and I'll just get it out of my face. <laughs> you, don't, you don't feel the need to speak up in between when the, some tunings are going on? No, because I, I usually just do, I, I do a lot of, like, just dumb dad jokes and stuff. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> but, uh, like a know. variations of Waz Up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the title of the next album, Variations of Waz Up. Um, Allie, like, uh, you, you you joke around between songs, and you 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 got a good sense of humor. I've um, never seen you Oh, thank you. That, that's crazy. No. Yeah, we were. Patty's mom died. Thanks oh, no. Thanks for bringing it up. Just kidding. Oh, that's not a funny joke to make. <laughs> no, she, no, no, she died. Oh, what happened? <laughs> so thanks for bringing it up. I don't really care. Oh, okay. I, whatever. Well, I care. Yeah, well, you made it to the podcast. Uh, I did. Oh no, but we were supposed to play. But there was a there was a, a kind of a, a funny moment to, to me where like uh, you broke a string in, and then like uh, Allie starts bringing out the guitar, and you just go no. And Tony, she has to walk back. I was put up to that, it, and then he came over and apologized. He's like, "I'm sorry. I really I threw you to that." And I was like, "You did. That's fine." Yeah, and then uh, no mention of it after the song was done. I was like, I thought it was like, it's like, oh, that was Allie, our friend that tried to help out. Just no just mention. Just some random person. Yeah. I thought the security guard was going to be like, oh, don't touch their guitars. Yeah. Like, no, no. Uh. Yeah, the one security guard in the yeah. place. He was real active last night. He yeah. was. It's he like walk- he, when I was walking in, he was like, uh, he was like, please. Uh, note the rules and regulations of the yeah, room. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. No wins and outs. He no said, this, He no said that. note the set times. Note like, the set times, too. <laughs> like, you're right. Let me put this in my Google apps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was very funny because I think it was just to stress the no ins and outs. Like, note the set times. If you're in here and you're only here to see Cheap Girls, you are stuck here. <laughs> um, but like, but with performing, did you have you I did per- you take to it? Because you were a drummer early on. Yeah. I was going to say, I prefer, I feel the opposite. I prefer talking to playing. Really? I feel I feel less uncomfortable when I 
can talk than while I'm playing. It's always for a musician. It's you know, it's always nice to like to be able to you have that time to joke around because nothing really has to land or go anywhere. Because if it doesn't go anywhere, you can just go. All right, here's another tune. Yeah. Everyone's like, and everyone's but, excited that the tune is there. Yeah. <laughs> also, no one's expecting you to be funny. True. So if you're like mildly funny, yeah. everyone's like, ha ha ha. Like <laughs> you everyone think so? thinks it's great. Oh, yeah. Microphone. Oh yeah. I think in the rock realm. That people want a little humor. Yeah, Rock realm. Is that near Middle Earth or is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. They want personality. I mean, if sure. I stand there straight face and say the name of the next song. That being said, it's also really e- maybe it's because we do not talk much on stage. It's really easy to get laughs in our yeah. because yeah. because we talk Someone so little. It's like they're rooting for you. Well. Yeah. yeah. Like a uh, different example. I saw Henry Rollins do stand up for three hours. Or, you know, like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're never sure. Sometimes it's stand up. Sometimes it's spoken word. Yeah. Sometimes it's just an anecdote. He's and, <laughs> in my opinion, his jokes are not funny, but his yeah. fucking crowd was really into the jokes. Yeah. Well, it's weird because it's like it's serious for a long time. And then he's just like, he's telling this like real serious story. And then he has something slightly funny to say about it. And everyone's just like, oh, thank God, thank God. <laughs> yeah. He was so funny too, though, you know? Yeah. No, I think that's the thing is they don't expect you. To, I think in the back of their mind, they expect you to be funny. So when you do say something that's humorous, they really laugh. Yeah. It, it's also just a nice change of pace from sure. just the nodding up and down or singing along. Like yeah. the first time I saw uh, Ted Leo, I didn't, I was just like, that's like a stand up comedy yeah, show. He's yeah. Really yeah, he's really comfortable on stage. Yeah. yeah, he's really funny. Um, uh, uh, Annie from Giant Drag. She was like, great. She yeah. had like just tons of great jokes, like good crowd work between songs. Uh, are you just listing what? off people that are. Amy Mann's really funny. What? Just listing off people that are better than what we do. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just take note. This no. person was good. Yeah. Catch, catch That's them. what you're going to walk away from. I did, I've done nothing but praise your music. You're like, you really, really like my lack of stage banter. Yeah. Uh, you you yeah. aren't so good at what I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, so I saw you guys, uh, my wife and I. We're in Houston at the Houston Whatever Fest, which was uh, the properly named. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The fest, the fest that just tried real hard. <laughs> they didn't try hard at all. Well, it's like it was. Yes, that was good. <laughs> thanks. It was like a, it was. A, it was like almost the entire idea of it was built on rickety stilts, where it's like they had all these ideas and they all kind of made sense, but it just. Well, what were you gonna say? Did you hear? I apparently they did that festival because a few weeks before. They did another festival that was also like a terrible event. Mm-hmm. It just went really poorly. And so this was like an apology is no, how it was really. explained to us. <laughs> and they just weren't prepared for it. Yeah. Uh, months before. Yeah. yeah, I guess months. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that'd Next be pretty weekend, quick. what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really uh, I guess we can get Hold Steady, Cheap Girls. And who was it? Blonde Redhead? Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep. That was the Andrew WK. Andrew WK at that bar, right? No, he was outside. He was he, outside? I think he did the probably did the bar. He, he did too. some he after party. Andrew WK with an iPod. Or it was like yeah, that. yeah. He's it was just some guy man. with a beard behind him too, just pressing play and just yeah. walking out with him. <laughs> and you can't help but smile while watching Andrew WK. Right. Yeah. But it was a, it was an odd, and you know it was, and I think it was the whole fest was run by like a comedy booker, it was that guy Andrew oh, okay. Youngblood, who also has like a punk band. Oh. I think, and it was. It was odd. It was all. It was hot as fuck. It was torrential downpours, like every fifteen minutes, maybe. Yep. You were in a weird spot. You like you. You were really upset when I met you. <laughs> was I? <laughs> yeah, and you apologized for it last night. Yeah. I construct drama for a living. I, <laughs> I just was dreading our twenty-two or three-hour drive home that night. That, that was seems the end like of a, a bad, really like, long. After yeah. after that show, 
got in the van at like 11 p.m., drove. As the sun was coming up, I'm like, we're still in fucking Texas. Yeah, it's a big state. It's a big state. But the, the, that fest did really represent Houston. Just kind of uh, still there, kind of falling apart at the seams. It just, uh, you know. I just remember the, the stage together. after the, it rained. Just, and uh, it was just like some of the gear got covered up by tarps. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, it's time to go, guys. It delayed our set because of the rain. And then, like, okay, let's go. And walking, it was just like flooded. It was just like, oh, like standing like in water. It was like when Spinal Tap played in Springfield, and they <laughs> melted all the ice from the ice skating rink. Yeah, um, yeah. The uh, it it was, but it was you know I I had never heard you guys before. I'd heard the name, and I had a set like my set was like right after when you were supposed to play, and I tweeted that I was there, and Aloy was actually the one that said it's uh, it's like oh out of any of the bands that are there, you should really check out Cheap Girls. And Aloy is one of those guys like when he says to you know check something out, you go and check it out. Um, at least for me, because we he, we usually like all the same stuff, so it's yeah. kind of a good way to go. <laughs> and uh, it was like you know I was like I was like I don't know I kind of want to get my I, I, you know I want to have a bit of time to like you know think about my set, think about what I'm going to do. But I was so glad to have watched you guys because it just it it was like it blew me away. The songs were all immediately catchy, and uh, and it was all thanks to Aloy. You're welcome. And how did it's like, uh, <laughs> I, I looked up the tweet yesterday, actually, after the show. How do you look? How do these, you young guys know how to look up tweets from like seven oh, years just, ago? I just uh, put in the search, like, a lo- like my handle, your handle, and then Cheap Girls. And it was like the only thing that came up. Really? Yeah. I, I recall <laughs> you said one of the nicest, most memorable things that anyone said at a show. You said something like, uh, I felt like I was watching three of me just now. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Well, two for sure. Uh, <laughs> but like it, it was it was essentially like it was the like everything about like it's like your your guitar style is like it's so relaxed it, I do it that really, same thing. Yeah. guitar style I do that same thing yeah <laughs> but it, no, I, I do all of it I do all of it. I sound like you guys I have a whole version every version of your song I have a ska version of um, <laughs> but it was uh, yeah it was really it was and it got it put me in a really good mood because it was like I wasn't sure what to expect with like doing stand up outdoors is bad enough like during the day even worse hot like you know you're not sure like you know there's a ton of people no one really knows who I am like everyone like and then like I think it was after T J Miller and like you know T J is like a you know a superstar and just great and like so I was like but like watching you guys like kind of put me in such a good mood that I you know went and you know felt good about my set but it was uh it was a journey that I was set on for quite a while, and I'm still enjoying it now. Thank you so much for your music. Is there? A, it's been two years since the last album. Are there any plans for another one? Yeah, we just recorded a bit in San Francisco, and then uh, I think we'll do more in a few months. Checking out studios, you know. Oh yeah, shit! Seeing what to do. Um, Have you thought about uh, Sound City? <laughs> <laughs> they got that Negan board. <laughs> I know Negan is a the guy from uh, Walking Dead. Oh, I don't watch that show. Me either. Yeah, I know, but it's also it's in the comic. Do you watch book. Walking Dead? Yeah, I keep up. I really? keep up. I'm a huge zombie fan, so the uh, every episode it has something that I've never seen in a zombie movie, and that's enough for me. Okay. You know, there's and always that is one people thing. talking about zombies. Yeah, people talk about zombies. Yeah. It's like everyone's checked out of it. I mean, except for most of the world. Uh, but uh, as far as my my peer group, no one else watches it anymore. Is it, it's still going, or is that over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still uh, they got a number one show. Going strong on AMC. Yeah. Is it set in Houston? 
It's set. Well, now Atlanta, where are they at now? Virginia. Virginia now? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It started in uh, in Atlanta, outside Atlanta. of Atlanta, and then yeah. So then they Hotlanta. Hotlanta. Yeah. There he is. There's One the whitest guy. guy on the podcast. Give it up for New England's own Neil Mahoney. <laughs> I was quite ironically saying that because there's always one guy that will that switch right? it up. <laughs> All right. Let's break for a song. Um, you break for a song. I will. I will. I will. Um, because this out. band is uh, really second guessing the yes they gave I like how the drops are just for Kyle today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could turn this up. For, uh, um, what are you going to play? Well, I could play another uh, uh, song, or like I can play a song from one of your openers. Uh, I'm going to go home and listen uh, to Repeater. No, no. I, 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 I wasn't sure if you guys are friends or not. You never know. You never know. You guys aren't on tour with those guys? No. We it just happened to this, be booked all the same night? Oh, okay, yeah, it's a it. weird tour. Um, yeah. No other bands. Because we had studio time. We had that Age Man Records. That's right. Stuff, so we're just kind of... There's a lot... It's very casual, which is, you know... It's nice. do shit like this, you know? Nice. When did you, you pick up this guy? When did this guy start playing with you? September. September? Yep. And uh, it's uh, it's uh, you were just tired of playing the bass? You, uh, you didn't want to look like an idiot? No, I was like... Um, <laughs> I just wanted more attention, you know, just more focus. No, uh, yeah. I don't know. I think we had talked about it for a while, and he had toured with us for years. Oh, nice. As, uh, merch and driving and being our friend. Yeah, because uh, he, he wasn't there at that Houston show, right? No. And I still remember it being a, a, an incredibly full sound, and it was, you know, uh, without, you know, with just the three pieces. We should go back, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You got the eye candy on stage rocking out. <laughs> he is, yeah. He does have some... Some attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that mysterious bass player? That's what everyone was saying. I couldn't even hear the socks that we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I could play. I could play more uh, Cheap Girls if you want. I've played a, the, a, a bunch. <laughs> or were you just, I don't know. Now I don't I'm, know. I, I, I feel like, this it's like this is getting aggressive now. <laughs> <laughs> Here I'll take over. Here let's uh, here no I'll just uh, I'll play. We'll t- I'm gonna play a new one from. Who's that? What is this? That's a song I made in GarageBand in 2005. <laughs> it's called Get Pumped Get Synth. Get Pumped Synth. I wonder. What, I want to hear Get Pumped Strings. Get Pumped Percussion. It's good. No, I had to make my own music beds for this TV show I worked on. Oh, nice. <laughs> so that, that I just found that, and I thought it would be fun to put on the thing. <laughs> well, play it again, and now sing to it. No. <laughs> all right. No. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, play the new Descendants single, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk some more.
Is that the uh, tepid applause button? I want to use the same one every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mix it up. Um, the uh, that was uh, the song "Communication Blues" off of the album "Giant." Orders. Were you just mean to Neil about the sample he used? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. it's like he tries in the weirdest ways. Yeah, he doesn't try like it's like he'll like he'll lack of try when you want him to do something, and then when he's like he'll try and subvert the norm. Yeah. when no one knows what the norm is, so he's it just a comes Renaissance with- man of effort. <laughs> like sometimes a lot, sometimes just a little. Classic, classic. Also hasn't updated the soundboard in two years, ever. Bill I, Tackett continues to send us samples. I don't check that email. Kyle, what's up with these emails? Uh, again, there's no password. You made up yet? You said I should get an email address. I do. It's all no, I have driving. an email address. Mm-hmm. I just and you I sure do. You. I told you. I told you what it was. You told me about. I'm going to go. Guys, you got that an email was a address. great song. Uh, <laughs> that was a song. Communication blues. That was picked by Allie. You love that song. Um, I do love that song. 
the uh, and the before that we, uh, was the Descendants. Uh, you you were saying that they uh, you guys play with the Descendants, kind of. Yeah, sort of. Uh, a while it was one of the last years of the indoor Riot Fest, which was quite different than it is now. Riot Fest is now like it's it's a carnival of sorts. It's a yeah, it's a it's like a like an yeah. adult. Uh, uh, Warp tour. Bookstore? Oh. Right. Yeah, yeah. Tell bookstore. <laughs> yeah. I'm not really one for like the big outdoor three day festivals, but they do it pretty well. Really? Yeah, for sure. Is it because they have like a bunch of stuff to do that's not music, so you kind of it just, feel it, like it's a day at the carnival? It's just a little more closed in where it doesn't just feel like this set. I've only been on a Sunday. Adam and I went a couple years ago on a Sunday. And for a last day, it didn't have that, like, Dirty. depressing, matted, yeah. downfield, forever <laughs> kind of look. Like, there was still active shit, and it was like, yeah. you know, there was colors. It was nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw, last time I saw Descendants was at FYF, uh, probably, like, four years ago. And Milo's voice, like, popped, like, in the middle oh, right. of the set. Oh, and it was, was just, a, that, yeah. just a struggle for the rest of the time. It was just, uh, it, I think it was in the middle of a... Uh, um, it was like during was, I'm the One, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Just the, the most needed. Yeah, yeah. I'm the one. And yeah. it just was out. And then they just brought 40 kids on stage. Like, look at these. Yeah. Ignore the fact that yeah, things yeah. are going wrong. Yeah, that's true. Didn't, like, random people fill in or something? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of what, uh, uh, what uh, Replacements did when uh, uh, Westerberg threw out his back. And they got Billy Joe. And they got someone else, too, like, before Billy Joe took over, right? Probably. But, like, the story... <laughs> The story with that is that like Billy Joe was just there to watch, and like he threw out his back, and Billy Joe was like, "Well, I know all the songs by heart," and so they were just able to play whatever they were going to play. I just feel like there was at least like an email sent. You think so? <laughs> he yeah. seems like the guy who's always ready to get on stage. Like, That's oh, true. I didn't prepare. Has a guitar yeah. out. I was at, ready. I was at like I think it was at Coachella. It was at Coachella. Yeah. I think the fr- I was there both weekends. Just I was to be working with a band that was playing there, and the first weekend, Paul Westerberg just played sitting down on a couch for like the fr- the entire set. Just the Godfather of grunge, just, that guy. The Guns just and Roses sitting on the couch. Effect. Yeah. Um, and then so, for the second weekend, I need a, I need. A whole couch. Yeah. Billy Joe played. <laughs> Fucking Generation X, bro. <laughs> uh, then the second weekend, Billy Joe played, and he definitely got an email because they were all wearing matching suits. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, they were all wearing, wearing like checkered bangs, suits, plaid yeah, yeah. suits. And Billy Joe had like full dreadlocks. Well, yeah, it was bad. Weird, man. It's a real bummer. I used to think it was so cool. <laughs> He also did kind of had dread. Didn't he have dreadlocks like early days? Early, yeah, early, I think yeah. but it was like one that was like kind of a crusty punk dreadlock mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, I feel like, like I've seen those photos. Character on The Simpsons or something. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Did anyone watch their induction to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? No, I think I did. Yeah. Is there, or was uh, it them inducting someone else? Who inducted them? Uh, I don't know. One of those. What's one of those? Uh, Fall Out Boy. Oh. Or uh, one of those bands. Okay. I don't know. There was a. There's a real like. Just a valued institution. The just Rock and like Roll Hall a, of Fame. There was a shelf, yeah. like a like a like a pop punk shelf that, and like it was. And it was around the time those bands started, and Thursday, and uh, which was like your that was still your scene, but you were also in Jersey, so like um, you can't, you couldn't have been a teenager teenager in New Jersey in two thousand three and not liked Thursday. Yeah, but it's just like, but there's that drop off that happens with punk, especially where it's uh, it like it rehashes itself a little too soon for you, so you kind of feel immediately out of it. And I'm like, I, you know, it's like it like all that stuff kind of subsided and became a, a weird version of metal, I guess. Uh, or, you know, uh, like what's the other stuff? Um, what's the really grandiose guys? Uh, they, uh, 
from Jersey. My Chemical Romance. My Chemical Romance. Oh, yeah. Like so, like yeah, Thursday, Take It Back Sunday, like all that stuff. Like I checked out. I was I was done with that scene because I was just like I was like, oh, it sounds like Grade or it sounds like this other band. Uh, we get it, Johnny. You're cooler than. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. It's just an, it's he's an implying that he's older, about, not cooler. No, a, I feel like I. Frosty. The thing is, yeah, I feel like I could have missed that by like you know nine months. Like yeah. I, feel, I feel like I was just if I was like one grade below, and I feel like. The shit that I was into, people felt the exact same way about you know a year earlier. Oh sure, yeah, and it's it's it's. I think it really is just when you're young, you you kind of cycle through stuff a lot faster than you do when you're older. Where it's uh, you know, like I like looking back at the stuff I was listening to. It's like you know, I was like obsessed with Screeching Weasel, and I felt like I was like my entire youth was being obsessed with Screeching Weasel. But it really was I was obsessed for maybe like you know nine months, yeah, yeah. and then I heard like like you know hardcore music and I was like oh this is this is my life I'm a straight edge hardcore kid and then like I heard like power violence music I was like this is even crazier and it's like you know it's just like you know three months at a time six months at a time you just kind of go through the scenes because you you know you devour so much quicker when you're a kid mm-hmm. yeah yeah well I was hoping someone would kind of uh, join in <laughs> yeah. how long were you straight what age did you stop being straight edge well I never I never started drinking or smoking pot because uh, that was my way of rebelling against my youth because like my parents smoked pot and drank and you know everyone in Hawaii does drugs and so like I, <laughs> like my way of like rebelling against my parents was to just be like a clean cut like I started cutting my hair short uh, like wearing like argyle sweater vests, like uh, I like I was trying to be like a clean cut kid. A lot of uh, my straight edge friends, the the same yeah. ideal. Yeah, with the parents. First know. wave normcore. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. I'm killing it. Like today. I said, I'm cooler than everybody. Uh, but it was uh, it was really just uh, yeah, like it's like only. But like I had friends that like you know their parents were real straight and narrow, and that kind of pushed them into rebelling. It's all just like trying to rebel against right. the parents. Note to you, Ben's a dad now. So. Oh yeah, you gotta stop being sorry. You gotta stop being cool. Well, oh, I, I she'll do no, no problem. No, but, that, <laughs> but that's like that. There was like that whole great Pat Oswalt stand-up bit where he was just t- like talking about how it's like once his kid's born, he's gonna put away like everything cool. He's gonna be real straight laced. He's gonna become <laughs> religious, and he's gonna have like he's not gonna drink or do drugs. And then so in the case that his kid will end up being cool, and then like one day she'll find the attic of all his comic books and records, and like what you, the whole time he's like welcome home. <laughs> I feel like maybe we're at the point where rock and roll will be like really cool again because the parents are like now grandparents. So the yeah. the, descend- the first generation after seventies dudes or whatever. Yeah, we're like I hate rock and roll because my dad likes it. But now, like, yeah, cool kids are gonna go. Yeah, I hate dubstep because Grandpa's always playing it when we're in the car. <laughs> Grandpa and his dubstep. <laughs> I was gonna say my parents are wild, and I was straight edge for a while in high school. We hung out with your parents, and cheap girls hung out with my parents. They really? slept. They slept so at my parents' house. Lou, Lou, Lou. I don't know. <laughs> he made a Twitter account the night. The yeah, thanks, Dave. we made it in, in your in your backyard. Yeah, and Jeff Rosenstock was also there. Aloy and I, we went to Asbury Lanes to go see them. And then I was like, where are you guys staying? Stay at my parents' house in New Jersey. That was dope. It was awesome. That's perfect timing. That's always like the the lucky shot when you're on tour or just someone. uh, Well, I was on tour with a band in uh, 2000 and in San Francisco. And it was just like, San Francisco, it's going to be tough to find even like a cheap, shitty motel Uh or even a parking lot you can find to sleep in the van. And some guy came up and he's like, you guys have a place to stay tonight? We're like, no. He's all, 
two blocks away, we're making spaghetti. <laughs> uh, except my dad ruined Adam that night. What happened? Uh, he really Just drinks. I think he's he's an old state police officer, right? Retired to town police. Yeah. Oh, okay. Same shit. He's yeah, an old yeah. cop, <laughs> but an old cop who's like fucking out of control. He had you know an amazing liquor cabinet. I didn't. Uh, I don't know my stuff, but he made us try every single thing. <laughs> I had never had scotch uh, or these homemade things he had. He he likes homemade, having a uh, homemade wine. <laughs> homemade wine. My dad makes oh, okay. that makes everyone throw up purple. <laughs> Oh, oh I had mess. Yeah. yeah. So there was a lot going like on. Oh, yep. um, yeah. yeah, my dad was like force feeding you. It was the worst hangover Alcohol. of my life the next day, and it was like 100 degrees in Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, it keeps that. getting worse. Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, yeah. I remember Jeff Rosenstock, I think, had to drive our van the next day because we were too hungover to drive. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> the first I don't even remember. I, I remember hanging out, but I don't remember anything oh, yeah. Wait, the thing about being hung over on tour too is like you just can't you don't have a home you know so yeah. <laughs> i am not shy about throwing up on wherever in the middle of the street in brooklyn it's like uh makes you feel kind of weird when you're doing that you're like oh, yeah. first time i met yeah. bomb the music industry like we ended up talking about you guys and john the <laughs> bass player's eyes went they drink more than any band I've ever met. <laughs> and it's just to tell a bunch of stories, like hushed reverence, like one of them fell out of the van but just kept the bottle in his mouth. <laughs> wow. Who was that? <laughs> I'm glad he's carrying I've uh, actually just gone through my head of who that could have been. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I can't narrow that. Yeah. Yeah. John drinks that that was what impressed me about it, because I know John is a borderline full-on alcoholic. <laughs> and he was impressed. Not just like, oh, they're pretty cool. Like, Jesus, man, they, they're going to die. Yeah, just, John uh, is like the most entertaining person. Uh, yeah, yeah, have you yeah, seen the, the documentary yet? No. About them? I haven't, no. Oh, finally came out. It, uh, they screened it at Side One Dummy. Oh, cool. And there's a scene where John is trying to open a wine bottle by putting it in a crock and hitting it against a phone pole. And, like, and it shatters it. Yeah. and like, destroys his hand. So oh, the just, funniest thing I've ever seen in a movie. It took me so long to picture that because putting it yeah. in a crock, and I was like, oh, like a shoe. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Who had a crock? Yeah. I believe also John. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jeff wore crocs. For That's a true. Yeah. He did. He was he was in for that. Every single day of every tour they've ever done is like constantly entertaining. As we, a uh, we talked to the guy who was shooting the documentary when they were shooting it, and he said that for the first two days they had trouble because the band just kept doing scenes from movies because they were uncomfortable being on camera. <laughs> so they would just do the funny scene from Goodfellas. They're like, that, we just want to film you. No, we got to be entertaining. <laughs> One of the best things I ever saw on tour with uh, regards to a bottle uh, is uh, a guy. Uh, we were. Uh, it was me, uh, our band, uh, the Blacks out of Arizona, and Civic Mind of Five out of uh, Vegas. And there was this long strip. It was that the what three ninety five that between Vegas and Carson City and Reno, whatever that long, long just yeah, yeah. nothing road. And there was that one spot where you can basically see like twenty miles in either direction. And there was just nobody. So we all pulled off to the side and just started goofing off and taking pictures. And one guy uh, had a, a 40 bottle, and he, he wanted to smash it in the middle of the road. And so he threw it, and it bounced back. It didn't break. It bounced. It went into his head and oh, shattered. <laughs> and then everyone's like, all right, wrap it up. And then it was just like, hopefully there's a hospital or something on the way. But just like, just like in an instant. It was like, and no, it was one of those things where no one could figure out what happened because it happened so fast 
But, Someone uh, tried to come up with like like a conspiracy. Like, well, they tested H bombs out here, so yeah. So the, the uh, <laughs> all the physics physics are different. The um, yeah, what, like when it came to like drunk bands, I guess the one of the drunkest bands I've seen was uh, Dillinger Four. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, but that like but they're uh, in such good shape. Yeah, <laughs> you can see their lifestyle is not affected their living at all. They, you know what? I, when they, <laughs> they played the other week. It was the best I've ever seen it because they were just like they were buzzed, and it was the best film <laughs> before a set. And they were like, you know, like Patty was drunk enough to like do weird, crazy, funny rants between songs, uh, but like you could understand them. <laughs> and, they were in know. cool uncle face. Yeah, they were cool. Yeah, but like I saw them, uh, maybe like twelve, twelve years ago at Troubadours, like. Them and Toys I Kill, and um, they—it's like the night before was Vegas, and they all went off the deep end <laughs> and hadn't slept, and then played the Troubadour. And Patty had to have a huge uh, garbage can next to him because he was throwing up. He was throwing up between lines, you know, does that? But it just like and like nothing. It didn't even phase him. It was just projectile vomiting throughout the show. And then there was one time where it almost tipped over into the audience. <laughs> <laughs> they are just. The best band. Yeah. They're the best band. Yeah. They're, They're the best band. We we've had a few few good. Uh, yeah, we've got some really times that we've stayed at Pat, Patty's place a couple times and just the best amazing memory. person. Yeah. He's got a <laughs> bunny, which is one of the really funny That's things cute. about Pat. Like, and he loves it. We went I don't to his name. He's got this fucking bunny, like just <laughs> in the uh, middle of his apartment. We, I remember we, we had we, a post show thing with him one time where we well, were like Taco Bell. Taco Bell, yeah. <laughs> We roll up, and he's just like, what do you guys want? He's like, uh, uh, just, I'll order. Give me 60 soft-shell tacos. <laughs> like, are, you, are, are you fucking kidding? And I was I was in the passenger seat just spinning around and shit. And um, and by sitting at the window waiting for them, I'm like, we, I'm getting out of the van. I have to. I'm, and I start walking and, like, throwing off while I'm walking and stuff. And I get, <laughs> finally, we get back to the van, and, and they're like, Okay, how many do you have ready? And like, we got like thirty. And he's like, that's fine. I had forty-five. <laughs> so we gotta go. And then, and then, and then, like and then yeah, he tipped and everything. And then I woke up in the morning at his place. Don't remember getting there. And I woke up and there was just a fucking giant bag of tacos on the counter. And I don't think we even touched. Yeah, them. everyone passed out right when we got home. No, oh, no, no. I said I had at least one dozen tacos. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I have photos. There's, oh. and, there's just, and there was just a bag of tacos and a bunny. Hanging yeah. out on the counter, like, yeah, I, ate a lot of of I stayed up with him for a bit and ate a lot of those. <laughs> I, uh, once it was uh, me and Sean O'Connor, uh, and we were we did a show in Queens and like we got really drunk. It's like it was like a great show, and like the, the owner of the bar didn't expect that many people to show up, and and so he just like we just kept on drinking. And then so we, some guy was like, Hey, I'll give you a ride back. And so Sean and I are just incredibly wasted, and we're like, I was like, Long John Silvers, I've never been to one of those and Sean's like let's go and so there was like three of us and we all uh, like a couple of us ordered uh, me and some other guy ordered the uh, like surf and turf combo which is a lot of food and so when the when the person was giving us our food uh, the guy was like it's like here's the surf and turf and uh, the guy driving was like here's your surf and turf I was like great and I was just drunk and I was just eating my combo and like right around I was like finishing up the last you know, fish burger or whatever out of like, you know, this entire bag. The guy, I was like, man, you get a lot of food at this place. And then the guy behind me was like, hey, man, you ate my combo too. <laughs> <laughs> I housed like two of them without even realizing it. Long John Silver is awesome. It's, it's, it's good, bad food. Uh, I love that place. What's your take on it? I don't like it. 
<laughs> this is a connoisseur of stuff. How did Burger Week go? So can can you describe Burger Week for everybody? It's a it's seven days where this place called the Oyster here in L.A. makes a different burger every day of the week, and it's like there a was challenge. a reference to something else, like a, some other burger. Like. Yeah, I think this year it was like famous L.A. foods because yeah. they did like the Philippe's French dip. Burgers and Beyond is what they call it now. Because yeah. it was more Burger Week wrap up. Sandwich Week. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. That's it. Oh, okay. the segment's over. Okay. We didn't yeah. get to go there. I want to go there. To the Oyster? I, I, around the corner. I found yes. them on Instagram because of the photos you post. <laughs> One of the guys was there at your show last night. Yeah. Let's go. Like... The, the Willy Wonka of Bur- of Oinkster was at your show. One of the bur- best burgers I ever had was the one I helped design there. The Meltdown? The, that was a good burger. Because they I'm, soaked the patty in soy sauce. Sean, Sean, oh, had nice. that Sean Bonnet said that burger was What the great. fuck are we doing I'm, here? I'm going to say it. They don't have it right now. Oh. I'm going to say it because yeah. Aloy wouldn't say it. Burger week this year? Not good. Oh. Really? Oh. Yes. Good time to note that Oinkster is a proud sponsor of Jonah Radio Podcast. No, they're great. They just need... Well, it's like, you know, they come up with, like, crazy <laughs> burgers know. every year, and they, they try to do a different thing. But Aloy and I were talking about this, like, like, they should just go back and, like, every once in a while do, like, return to a classic. Like, they had they did a Burger version Week of the Big Stars. Mac. Yeah, Burger Week All-Stars. Yes. They, put up a poll online. Yeah. Have people vote on their favorite seven That Big Mac they made. It's really good. It's a, You yeah. forget that the Big Mac is a great idea for a burger, because it's McDonald's, and it's just like this, like, it's hardly a san- sandwich yeah. at all. It's just a thing you eat. Your day one photo from this year looked really good. That was not good. That like really fu- that one really fucked me up. <laughs> it was a hot dog with pastrami and chili and cheese wrapped in a tortilla. That yeah. sounds like a good time. Good. It, was not, it was not a good time. <laughs> yeah, it was. That's yeah, awful. It was. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a break with a song. Uh, there's a new album out by the band Pause out of Glasgow. Uh, it was produced by Mark Hoppus. From Blink-182. Uh, yeah, and um, it's it's great. It's their third album. It's uh, fantastic. It's available now. This is a song, Gild the Lily. The album is called No Grace.
Yeah, we're back. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, so <laughs> you heard Gil the Lily. By, uh, and we're all stone sober. Yeah. So for Neil, of course, who's been drunk uh, for days. Drunk for days. Uh, and we heard Gil the Lily off of No Grace by Paws, P-A-W-S. And then uh, that was Beach Slang um, from a, some, a new release called Here I Made These For You. And the song was Like a Daydream. So good. You like them? You I do. Fan? I enjoy the Beach Slang. I just, it's so weird that, like, the guy had Weston. I had no idea that's the same guy. Yeah, and then he goes away for a while, goes into some cocoon, swallows a bunch of glass, and then comes out sounding like that. <laughs> it's like his voice is completely different. Yeah. What, is he, what do you think he was doing? Uh, just hard living. Hard just, living? Just, uh, just, just crunching up some Jester Brazil CDs and swallowing and, them and whole. Just, just listening just... to the psychedelic furs a lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's, a, it's good. I like him. I like it. It's quality, it's quality rock. Uh, so you guys are off to how much longer is this tour? Just a couple of days, three shows. Yeah, it's really. So short. you're doing San Diego tonight, Phoenix, Phoenix. and a uh, quick trip from St. Louis. <laughs> oh, it's a quick. Jesus. That's a fun Christ. drive. Yeah. What, what? Not what? the longest drive of this tour either. Yeah. Well, what's the longest been? We did Chicago to Boise. But what? How long uh, is that? Uh, Twenty six hours. Jeff. Mm. That is no we, bueno. We well, well it, it was just just going to be a, be a West Coast, <laughs> yeah. a couple shows on the West Coast, and then we're like, well, we can fucking drive it, and then casually drive it, and then we just got offers for shows here and there. And yeah, like, yeah, we can make that happen. Yeah. Uh, has it been fun? Has it been a good tour? Yeah, it has great. Been, yeah. yeah, nice and mellow. Favorite in a while, I would say. Really? Yeah, a lot of it's been a diverse tour as far as areas, getting yeah. to record a festival. You know, shit, there's a lot of shit for a few days. So kind of like the the. The variation of yeah, all the stuff happening yeah. kind of makes it a little it's better. Good, good way to start the summer. Like, yeah, short, totally. Little tour. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And then, so when do you think you're going to get into the studio? Oh, probably winter. Winter is a great time to record because you can just hole up. Yeah, it's a great time if... to not be driving around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but we, I think we've made. I don't know. I think maybe three out of our four records essentially in the winter. Mm-hmm. Really? Much, yeah, yeah. The first one we literally were snowed in in a cabin in the middle of nowhere. Oh shit! The second one was kind of yeah, late winter. 
random places. Yeah, nice. always went a lot of times. Second it's one's nice. got a good, fun, wintry vibe. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was like, I don't remember, February or something. Yeah. Allie, have you, like, felt like, have you ever had, like, a steady, like, recording time in the year? Well, in L.A., there's no seasons, so. What are you talking about? There's, like, temperate and then hot. Yeah. <laughs> There's temperate, uh, hot, and fire. fire. I don't know about recording times, but I feel like writing is. I'm better at writing in the fall because it's because I'm a basic bitch and I like the fall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Why would that be a basic bitch? It's thing? very basic. She wants bitch. a pumpkin, the spice, pumpkin latte. spice latte. There we go. Leaves. I love uh, it. You just you can only write when you're wearing sweaters. Exactly. Yeah. Seriously, I only have confidence in myself when I can wear sweaters and layers. Yeah. So it's easier to get stuff done. Neil. Thank- sell it to thanks Neil. Sell it to Opus or some <laughs> Opus. Sell it to some music library. No, because then I can't use it. Good royalty free. Yes, get pumped. Uh, music that- library. <laughs> Do you have any lyrics for Neil for that one? Sure. All right. Get pumped. 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 Get pumped. There you go. All right. Or, cool. Did you sample that? Sample that, that in, and, we'll, yeah. and we'll sell that. Yeah. I have another. I have another music bed I made. Let's hear it. What's it called? Uh, it's called V1. Old School Beat. Because I needed something that sounded like that, and then I, they were like, oh, well, you can't like sample something. And I was like, well, what if I just remake it myself? Is it mine now? Because it's just like... <laughs> were you, that were you, trying to, you were trying to use Rock the Bells from LL Cool J? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, so does GarageBand get money for this? or No, I mean, I didn't just, like, use their samples or anything. I had yeah. to, like, move the little notes around. Oh, nice. Yeah. You didn't do any musical typing where you just do the... Yeah, 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 musical keyboard. Yeah. Typing keyboard. Nice. <laughs> wow, it's a good beat, Neil. Thanks. You got you got a lot of future in beat making. Yeah, I'm going to leave that in the past. Yeah. yeah. Turn your back on the whole scene. Yeah. Turned its back on me. <laughs> um, Neil, for those who don't know, had a really rough exit from the Neptunes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the I was nerd. Like, Get out of here! I was the other guy. You're the other guy that was left out of nerd. He wanted to be N E A L, and they had different spelling ideas. Yeah, because I don't know how to spell my own name. Oh man! <laughs> Are you an I? Yeah, the most there. like that's the thing. It's like he always does it. He's like it's Neil and E I L. Like uh, I, that's the only way I've ever seen Neil, for yeah. the most part. But it's like I think you're just kind of you're the only I I know. Like I know the other way. I'm the only I I am. I am <laughs> the only I I know. Let's get real philosophical. It's got real deep. Yeah, it's real deep. Um, so uh, you're gonna record late, <laughs> and that's when I realized I don't think. Any of us really wanted to be recording this podcast. <laughs> you have an incoming like call from having a band in town, but I don't know. And then Neil was uh, just acting weird. <laughs> yeah, and that's when Neil would start to kind of keep on joking around in the bit. But no, oh. just it's like this podcast is a constant throwing a frisbee and then having <laughs> someone just watch it as it floats by. <laughs> That's all this is to me. Yeah. Like, you guys want to go play ball? Sure. It's that <laughs> it's classic okay. Jonah Radio I'll get style. It. I'll get it. <laughs> Heads up in the left field. No. <laughs> uh, I'll go get it. 
I didn't. I actively didn't. rubbing his temples in rage. <laughs> I've had zero improv training, so I'm not good on the spot. Yeah, I know. Um, so yeah, Ooh. it's. Uh, oh, I will say the improv thing in the Chicago episode of your show was terrific. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, that was good. Thanks, thanks. That was a that was a lot of fun <laughs> to do, uh, and also really like we tried it. We 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 shot it. And the whole idea when we shot it was that it was like killing, uh, but we didn't shoot it like that. The director was just like he's like he's like no no we'll we'll do that after this. I want to do it where nobody's laughing. And then uh, as I was doing it, I kind of realized that's been done before, like the awkward guy, the awkward situation where someone's doing improv and nobody likes it, as yeah. opposed to the guy doing the bottom, bottom of the barrel improv, like in, impressions, and then getting like fucking laughs. And, uh, and but like so when we shot it, it was it was me doing all that stuff to just nothing. And there's a real weird comedy thing that comes out where you're just like, you're still going like, yeah, baby, yeah, shagadelic, and you're getting no laughs. You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was still getting like really sweaty and upset from the situation where I was like, I was like, I'm dying out there. And like my friend's like, no, you're supposed to be dying. I was like, it doesn't feel good. There was a couple times where I had to stop and tell everybody. I was like, you know, I know this is bad, right? It's like, you know, I'm not trying my best. Uh, but have, you ever, for that. have you ever done improv? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I've done, I, I did, uh, you know, uh, I took a few levels of UCB. I've done some shows, and like I now I don't usually join in. I'll do monologues for like ASCAT, which is the oh. UCB show and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, but I know enough to uh, you know make fun of it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know your history. But oh no, 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 no. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's he crazy. lived with Ryan Styles for up a magical summer. <laughs> it's not. It's not, like just taking a few classes doesn't mean like like it's like it's not like part. It's not on my resume. Sure. I trained at Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, like ninety percent of Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, Danielle Schneider, uh, Sean Conroy, uh, Chad. Uh, what was that guy's name? Chad something. Channing. <laughs> Chad, but like uh, Ian Roberts uh, subbed a few times. Uh, so yeah, it was uh, Matt Besser subbed a few times. It was like because it was like right when it started, so there was there wasn't a lot of teachers mm-hmm. to go around. Uh, but you're taking classes over there right now, right? No, well I did. I took I took one hundred one through three hundred one. Nice. And then I was like, eh. <laughs> and then I started a, a practice group with a bunch of girls that I liked from my classes, and then that's that's all. That's it's it. just doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it it gets increasingly harder to l- suffer through people being so embarrassing. Yeah, that's the worst part. I mean, I think bad improv is always going to be worse than bad stand-up. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, I have two more hours of this. Yeah, because it's, uh, you know, bad stand-up, it's just one guy that thinks something something's funny. When yeah. it's improv, it's five had, or six yeah. people that are, you're just like, oh, Who've you allowed feel... this to happen. Yeah, because you can yeah. still see, like, with improv, if a scene's not going well, you'll see one person on the back line going... <laughs> like trying to think of how to save That's me Yeah Yeah Rolling their eyes Are there improvisers in the back of the room Entertained by that The way there are stand-ups Who like love watching bad stand-up No I don't think so I don't think anyone like Because that's the Universally why. bad improv is just like excruciating Watching bad bands and bad stand-up Like Oh it's so good Yeah Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bad bands Yeah bad bands is uh, Like uh, Ricky Lin- Lindholm had like this like funny take on it She's like She's like wow all of you thought it was a good idea? <laughs> like, like when it, came, it comes to bad bands, it's like, you guys like made these songs and played them a bunch and then booked a show and at one point, not one of the five dudes was like, this isn't so good. It's a lot of effort that goes into yeah. sucking. It is. Band. It really is. 
some people just get joy expressing themselves. <laughs> oh, stop it, Ian. <laughs> oh, come on. It's, I know that. Ignorance is bliss. But it's like it's still funny. Like you have to have bad to have good. Oh, it's you have great. To, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. What's uh uh yeah, it's it's never fun. It's a um TJ Miller has a great joke about how like people making fun of other people's laughs. And like he's like he's like, you know that sound you make when you're expressing pure joy and happiness? Yeah, you sound dumb when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh what's the most embarrassing song you ever covered with your band? Like when you were young? Um probably embarrassing. I don't know if it, I, I wouldn't Like ones that you wouldn't do now if you're in a band. I do all of them now. Okay, uh wait, well, yeah, well, where okay, Eagles then. Dare? Uh we we covered Where Eagles Dare. Okay, yeah, maybe uh we, I wouldn't do uh In Bloom. Uh, <laughs> oh, but Sturgill Simpson did such a good job with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh yeah, I don't know. I don't think uh, I have not are, ironically that's, that's covered not so the Joker bad. before from yeah. Steve Miller Band. Oh, oh like but I'd the still beer do it. Song by Real Big Fish. <laughs> oh, oh wow! Some early Suicide Machines. Which wait, try that's a hey, good that's song. Cool. And suicide Machines. That thing from Skank for Brains. That's like those are good songs. Start my definition. I think is my favorite mid '90s punk kind of that that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, that was a. And that, most of the songs were from that Skank for Brains compilation. I think it was them and Rudiments. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. The good thing about being in a band with Patty is that um since she was like came up with you know all these bands that like the m- embarrassing things I'd want to cover, she'll immediately shoot down and be like absolutely not. <laughs> really? Because it's like if it's like ha- I don't know, playing your peers songs is so weird. Yeah. That's true. But so, also she's yeah. like uh, like like mainly like two generations before you. No, yeah, I know. Yeah. Which I would want to play embarrassing shit from two generations before, <laughs> yeah, but she yeah. won't allow it, and that's good. It keeps me less embarrassing. What is some of the stuff that you've pitched? Um, I mean, I would cover Everclear, any yeah. Everclear song. Really? Uh, yes. Um, Which one? Everclear, is that the one that's all about his dad? Yep. Father of you mine. You don't play dumb. You know Everclear. <laughs> no, I'm just, I can't remember. Yes, I'm, yes Father I of listen, mine. You know what? When the Atari said turn off the radio, I listened. Oh, boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jonah. No, I just, I just, I had other ideas too. No, I just, I stopped when I got into punk. I didn't listen to radio because there was also like, uh, there was, there was a Radio Free Hawaii, which was uh, like a really good free form radio station in Hawaii. They didn't play like the pop music. So I didn't hear a lot of like, there's a lot of 90s stuff. There was a song that someone was playing recently, like Jar of Clay. Is that Jars of Clay? Clay. Jars of Christian rock band. Yeah, I had no idea. Like, because everyone started singing along and I had no idea what they were talking about. And I'm not trying to say it's like, oh, I was cooler than it. I just didn't. I, I didn't pay attention. I've, Always wanted to cover uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket All I Want. Yeah. <laughs> but there's no How's way to all the great things that should happen. I know. What? How, how's that one go? What's that one? <laughs> I can't. I don't. The, uh, Do it. That wouldn't be my Toad cover, but uh, it's a good band. <laughs> Fall Down would be good. That'd be good. It's, uh, are these all Toad the Wet Sprocket songs? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, can you play Toad the West Brocket all Not I legally, want? but... <laughs> <laughs> if we talk over it, it's commentary. Uh, it's so good. The bass is really good. Uh, what a good song. I want to see... Uh, from... They were playing the same night in Houston, I think, that we were there. Really? Yeah, they're I think so. Texas, they're right? from yeah. Texas. They're from Texas. I also feel like they're oh, also no. always they're playing from House Illinois. of Blues somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Toad and the Wet Sprocket. They're like the oh. biggest band ever with a local band name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're the one that did it. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed that, it. That is <laughs> perfect. Could have been Mother Hips, but it was Toad and the Wet Sprocket. Uh, let's see. Uh, they put out an album in '99. They put out an album in 2013. Yeah, they're still going. 
Wow. Do a lot of I would cover better than Ezra desperately wanting. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good song. I, I would watch you Johnny guys Blue cover Cars. like Possum Kingdom, Kingdom too. Johnny Blue that, Cars? Was no, that was Dish Walla. That was Dish Walla. Fuck. You should make a quiz. <laughs> yeah. So let's what's the song what's the song I should let's listen to a new song. Nah. The thing is <laughs> Oh. Let's oh. listen to Fall Down. Fall Down. Fall Down is great. Oh, yeah. You know what's like it's that thing where you, you know, like when I was telling someone I was going to go see Don't Jamar, they're like, there's still a thing? And that's the fucking, that's the way people say what I hate. There's still a thing. Yeah. Like, not a serve. It's like, oh, I love that new not a serve album. They're still around? It's like, no, you stop paying attention to them, and then they decide to wrap it up because Steve doesn't <laughs> listen to them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we had like one goal when we started they, this they band. To do. They, they, they yeah. Is this it? Oh, yeah. There's a remix, too. You guys want to listen to the remix? <laughs> Let's listen to the remix. <laughs> This sounds like a Neil Mahoney beat. A little bit of reverb. When you see a rusted sign at the side of the road, (laughs) 16 miles to the west. Rocket! It's not kind. And you said neither am I. God, it's so 90. Feels like I'm on the bus to school. Within the past two years, I own a screen printing shop, and I've personally made myself a Toad the Wet's Rocket shirt. Really? Yeah. You I made me one, band. too. I've yeah. got one, too. Sure. I've got one, yeah. Man, so should I go and... Oh, I've heard this song. I know this song. <laughs> <laughs> this was, like, in, like, three different rom-coms in the yeah, 90s. Yeah, yeah, supposed yeah. to be apologizing to Nev Campbell while this plays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I wonder if there's a playlist on uh, iTunes. That's a, that's a good thing about the Apple Music is it's like... It's like uh, bands you've missed it's like there's like here's a refresher course yeah and they're like it's like kind of like they just make their own greatest hits um, I love I that music Upset plays a game on tour a Spotify game where or it doesn't have to be Spotify but so if someone is like dominating music in the van and like not everyone's on board we'll play the game where we have to take turns going around clockwise and each person picks one song that they want to hear but you choose whatever you actually want to hear, not like trying to be nice to everyone. Yeah. Um, and I always put on Counting Crows along December, and Patty's like, God <laughs> fucking damn it. Now, but I love it. It's love one of my favorites. So Counting Crows is a band that I never cared for until the DGC Rarities compilation came out. Einstein on the Beach. Yep. Motherfucker, that's a fucking great song, because that's basically them doing a Elvis Costello-style song. Like the drums and everything in it. It's, uh, if it's that funny. guy wasn't such a huge douche, they'd be remembered more friendly. His you think so? Really yeah. he's not a terrible every, lyricist. Every, celebrity, like, every TV star. But, but he just looks like the worst human alive. Like, he deserves more the higher of because, Smash like, he, Courtney Cox, Jennifer Aniston, uh, Winona Ryder. Like, he, who else? What other 90s stars? Yeah, he's kind of like... Yeah, he's like basically the, like a uh, Connor Oberst yeah. uh, of alternative rock. Is, is it true that his apartment's modeled after the apartment from Big? It's not modeled after, but I read an interview that it that compared it to having similar. Oh, that's like, like everybody's shit. dream. Awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, what you get when you have also, Shrek soundtrack he got, money. He, yeah, yeah, he takes <laughs> got that Shrek money, <laughs> like <laughs> like, <laughs> like Smash Mouth. You like? Yeah, what's yeah, that one? That's a good that's, song. that's the Counting Crows song from from uh, Shrek. Oh. Counting I, re- I had this thing where I guess I said I loved that song in high school, and my friend was like, are you fucking serious? And then was like, would always bring it up, and I'd be like, I never said that. And then she's like, no, you said you loved this song. I was like, I wouldn't say that. The song's stupid. And then like last year, I texted her. I was like, I do love that song. <laughs> <laughs> you know who like, I'll give right. it up for? Uh, and, it, and it goes always with my theory. It's like a bad band can have a handful of good songs. Sure. You make enough songs, like Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, yeah. You make enough songs... 
like you'll have some good ones, but it doesn't mean you're a good band. Stone Temple Pilots are a great band. No, 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 no. They no, have like no, they they're have, like, a great. They band. have a, a great song. No, on the every songs album. you're thinking of that make them great <laughs> are Soundgarden songs. <laughs> yeah. No, I think we we play a lot of their. We we're big. Seen 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 them live. Yeah, I like flies in the Vaseline. Great song. Uh, Days of the Vaseline. week should be the theme song. Yeah, that's the one. All right, Days of the week should be a theme song to a a sitcom. Oh yeah, where it's like it's just called a sitcom. No, it's like Monday comes. And it's like you, it's like a '90s sitcom too, where it's like they introduce the character and they're reading. They go look at the camera. They go, <laughs> I can see you know? that. It's a good video. Is it? A, it I've looks never like seen it. It costs like three million dollars. That video. Yeah. Remember when they uh, did a video for uh, was it Bang Blame or whatever? That's uh, REM. That's REM. What was the video they did? Big Bang. Big Bang Baby. Baby. Yeah. yeah. And it was like it was Just they the did one, it, like the they shot punch. it in video. It was in 30 frames per second, and it looked really weird to everybody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, friend. One of our old friends, like his cousin, shot that or something. He was always telling us about my, my friend, feel, my cousin. I, I think it was more like, <laughs> I feel like when we live in Michigan, too, there's always, maybe you got this in Hawaii, but the friend of a friend who did something that was kind of cool on TV. Oh, rather, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny Kassler. He was uh, he was in a, a, a local Pizza Hut commercial <laughs> and was the king of the school. And he, he was in a band called National Product. And I uh, gave them their first show. All they did was Blink-182 and no effects covers. Nice. And they played Bro Him three times. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, never again am I putting you on a show. Because he embarrassed me in front of my all, all my real punk friends. <laughs> was, there, was it Regional Pizza Hut? or Regional Pizza Hut, okay. yeah. The region of Hawaii. Yeah, but then he also like... San Diego tonight. Wait, what? No. no. And then regional um, Pizza Hut, the band... Uh, he, <laughs> but then he no then he um, they shot an episode of some show in Hawaii and he was like Baywatch uh, Baywatch Hawaii Thunder in Paradise something I can't remember but he like showed, yeah, so there was a guy that did something James. cool you know what was yours oh I don't know just examples of just like yeah my cousin uh, yeah. I feel like somebody would be you know drive the airport shuttle and in like Michigan amongst friends it'd be like you know he was the director of the video. Yeah. <laughs> There's always someone. Google Dolls, I'll give it up. They, they're bad band, but with some good songs. Yeah. Jay's got a lot of Google Dolls for you. Yeah? Boston? Buffalo, New York. Buffalo. Yeah. So they, when they started, they were like real. They like, were on uh, Metal Blade Records. Metal Blade Records. Metal Blade records yeah. but they were straight up just replacements worship. Yes, yeah. exactly. Their like, whole career spanned the replacements career. Yeah, and that was like a lot of those bands, like, were all just like all those, all those like later day, like post Nirvana bands were all replacements yeah. bands. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, who else? Like, um, uh, Gin Blossoms. Gin Blossoms. Yeah, yeah. Google Dolls. Uh, shit. There's, I, I used to have a list. These were all my first shows. Like, Oh really? <laughs> My first and second show was Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, you uh, went both nights with Jim oh, Blossoms. One of those. Oh shit! Shows as well. Yeah. Let's go around and say first shows. Sounds good. Oh no. Well, my uh, first show I was taken to was Molly Hatchet by my yeah. Dad. There you go. And the first show I wanted to go to was the Stone Temple Pilots. With the butthole surfers headlining. Oh, nice. shit. Oh, wow. And uh, that band that everyone loves, that I can't think of their name right now, that had the song Vaseline. STP? Oh, uh, no, uh, uh, no. Oh. The Flaming that's Lips? Flaming no, Lips, yes. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. Flaming Lips opened the show and got booed off stage. No way. Whoa. Our, our next single is called I was thinking Glycerine, too. <laughs> Bush, bad yeah. band with some good songs. Uh, 16 Stone is the perfect song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You also took one of my first shows. Bubbles. Oh, that was. 
Oh, there yeah. was a tour. There was it was uh, no doubt open. This was like ninety six. Yeah, this is. My it wasn't my first show, but it was one of them. But it was uh, no doubt Open the Goo Goo Dolls and Bush. Yeah, yeah. It was a tour. do you think that's when they met? It is. It is. Oh. What was your first show? Yeah. I think it was Menudo. Like for real. <laughs> really? oh, I'm pretty sure it was Puerto Menudo. Rico, right? Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I'm sure everyone's first show was Menudo <laughs> <Yeah>. legally. Yeah. <laughs> um, REM with Radiohead opening up. Okay, yeah. that's a pretty fucking. But that's, that's a good first show. That's mine too. It's for that's Shut up. So <laughs> tell us about the show. <laughs> it was the REM Monster Tour. Oh, yeah. Radiohead opened up. The lights in the venue were on when Radiohead played. Oh, <laughs> that sucks. Didn't you say it, it was? It was Pablo Honey. Um, Shit. Yeah, they're still great. They, 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 they played. They played thirty minutes. They played Creep. And he threw a lot of extra so fucking specials in to like get some crowd amped. Just up. trying so, to get something. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't remember because we went with mom and mom and dad took us. Um, so I was kind of like. He just said fuck. Is that cool? It was the first live <laughs> show that we had heard. I was like... My, my first show was that Bush New Goo Goo Dolls New Out show. And my mom's boyfriend took me along with his three kind of like troublemaking sons. Oh, shit. And uh, pits were insane back then. <laughs> uh, or whatever. That was a rough crowd but, uh, at that show. <laughs> when, when the kids broke his femur. Yeah. Oh, shit. His oh. femur? Yeah. That's like the hardest bone to break in the body. Yeah. And Jesus like, Christ. Uh, yeah, yeah, all that. Goo Goo Dolls mm. erupted just mayhem at that fucking show. It was like yeah. ripping the seats this off the band? floor. The entire floor. Yeah. Was it pre City of Angels soundtrack? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. This was Boy Named Goo. Oh, okay. okay. And, um, oh, that crowd. Yeah. I mean,. That I feel like my view on it was exaggerated because I was in fourth grade, but <laughs> I, I remember a lot of stretchers, and there was definitely like it was there. People were getting well, hurt, and then we all went to the a show there like a month later. It was Smashing Pumpkins, yeah, and they were like oh bolted down everyone out. Well, the chairs were all bolted down. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. The entire area around my dad and I was like empty by the time. Because everyone was just getting kicked out for every. Oh every shit! Reason. I feel like I could smash some femurs to naked. That's, <laughs> that song is. This. Oh fuck! That's why everyone went crazy. <laughs> Great. Yeah, it was early in the set, and I think it was like one of those guitar solos where I don't know how to explain. I'll show you guys. I don't know, but he did the whole arms up, wave the crowd forward, uh, and they fucking went. Wow, <laughs> that's some. That's. That's yeah. when you know they have it. Yep. <laughs> what was yours, Kyle? Uh Social distortion, because I'm a bad California stereotype. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fr- it was the same year that I saw Lil- the first Lil Affair. Ooh. And Weird Al on the Bad Hair Day tour. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> so I, I don't there. know which was first. Shit. I was there. The, the, the theater that Weird Al played at um, was right by the arena that the other show we were talking about was. And uh, my dad has um, an eye... Th- Disease, if you will, it's not really that bad anymore. But he used to be able to get good seats at places like that because of it. Oh wow! And he was like, "Yeah, I got this thing." So they put him like not in the handicap, but they would just let him get like first couple rows. Well, shit. It Something was it was front row center tickets, and then like a couple weeks before, I think the show sold out, and they're like, "Oh, we don't need the orchestra pit near at least like five so more rows." Oh, so we ended up like the so fifth we row, but we had for front row, center, which was still great seats. But during I don't remember what what song it was, but he like. Took a bottle of water and just like threw it out in the crowd, and I like, got like hit by a couple drops. I was like, I got fucking hit by his water. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's <laughs> fucking rad. Me. Yeah, I was really into I it. think he, no, it was when he was doing the gargle and smells like Nirvana. Oh, yeah. And he oh, had he a spit. Dixie cup. And he, no, he threw the Dixie he threw cup. It. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember that. I just remember getting hit by water. Have you ever been singled out at a show 
by the band, like oh, yeah. embarrassed yeah. thousands of people. Yeah, I got thousands. I I saw the Jesus Lizard on my birthday, and uh, I saw them open for Bush. Yeah, I like pushed my way to the front and ditched my friends because I was like, "It's my birthday. I don't fucking need you guys." <laughs> and, uh, so I was like up real close, and it was just like so tight and compact, like I couldn't move my arms or anything. And David Yao was like comedian between songs. He goes, "You guys want to hear something funny?" And I was like, yeah, because he's going to tell one of his drummer jokes or something. And then he just takes the mic and goes right on my head. (laughs) (laughs) So you support my fucking theory. I did that show that you uh, hooked me up with where I ran that panel with all those punk bands for that records collecting dust thing. David Yao's on the panel and I bring him up and I'm like, hey, if you want to hit anybody with a microphone, I say hit the guy with the fedora. (laughs) And he looked at me hurt. Like, he's like, why would you say that? I've never hit anyone before. Yeah, you probably heard my story. fucking David Yao. Yeah. Yeah. You're the violent, the most violent man. I was so upset. Like, it was a good joke. It was, yeah, and I wasn't upset at all. I was like, that's, that is funny and it did sound funny. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and then I was like, you know, I stayed for the rest of the show, and then I went and met up with my friends, and they were like, dude, there's blood all over your back. <laughs> oh. Because, like, you know, it's like thin skin up there. Uh, my first show was Metallica at the Blaisdell Arena in uh, Hawaii, and uh, my cousin Kalani took me and my brother, and we were in the, in the lodge, so it's like it's an arena, and we were like the, the little two-seat lodge thing, like around the top of the, before it goes into the back rafters. And uh, it was I was like, this is great seats. And there was these uh, Japanese businessmen right in front of us that like all were wearing suits. And then they all came, sat in front of us, put the earplugs in, and all sat at attention the entire time. And then when the show was done, took the earplugs out and walked out. <laughs> and uh, and but right behind us was the walkway. So all the people behind us, uh, like uh, that were up in the way back, like came to like, and they were like leaning over the banister right behind our seats and head banging. And their sweat yeah. just kept on dripping yeah. on us. And was, like, but it was like. You're sitting down really far away from the stage. It's like when that. It's like if that was happening and I was in it, I would have been like, "Ah, this is crazy." But because I was like sitting, seeing Metallica at 12 years old, like seated, seems like it would be a bummer. I mean, it was my first show, and it's and it's a crazy live. There was tons of explosions and you know lights and stuff like that, and it was like my favorite band at the time. It was the Black Album tour, and so it was uh, really really exciting. No, that was later in the. That was later that year. Um, that was like they just came to Hawaii to do that show, and there was a band from Maui opening up for them, and I think they were they were called Battery, um, <laughs> and uh, and they uh, like uh, it's like they kept it like every like they would do like five songs. It's like Yo Racy Metallica, and we're like, oh, they got finally, and then like it's like we got a few more, <laughs> and they did that like every couple songs. They have like an uh, like an hour long set. Oh my god, it was so bad. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, that was. But it could have. My first show could have also easily had been MC Hammer, like. Uh, but it sold out. Mine was almost <laughs> Metallica, but it sold out. Really, the Summer Sanitarium tour uh-huh. with Corn and Kid Rock. Oh, I oh. That one. <laughs> yeah. Imagine being Metallica. Like it's like you're really good, and then like this new wave of metal shows up, and you're they like, loved it though. Really, like, Metallica seemed like they were so into that. Like they played with all those bands. They did all sorts of promo and press stuff with those. Really, stuff. God, that was they're the, probably nice guys. I don't know. Nah, but I just just feel like Metallica was like, yeah, sure, yeah, anything to keep Guitar Player Magazine alive. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine was Melvin's Primus and Anthrax. Fuck you. I think it was. Cool. was it really? Yeah. How do you not know? How are you not sure? Because I don't know if those were separate shows because <laughs> they're at the same place 
and it was 25 years ago. <laughs> and clearly none of them made a mark enough to really have you remember. No, I remember having a great time at the one Orpheum or three Theater concerts. in Boston and being in high school. And I don't remember if I saw Melvin separate from... Primus and Anthrax definitely played together. But that's like, that's concert. What was like, and then like, and the, we're going to probably all name bands that no one knows about, but like, it's like, you, know, you go to concerts, but then what was your first show? Like, I, think I, saw, a, I think I think it's a local band, like a, you know, like a Union Hall type yeah. hardcore show. I think the band's name was Trip Lullaby. Nice. Ooh. Nice. Do you like... I mean, it would be considered a concert now, but it was a small venue. To me, it was a show at the time. It was Sum 41. Oh, wow. Nice. Unwritten Law. Ooh. And Gob. Gob. I remember yeah. Gob. With their painted black There's two Gobs. Because there was a Gob. Canadian Canadian. There was a Canadian one. There was one from Reno, I think. Because uh, they had a... That Gob was like a kind of a, like a hardcore band, and they put out a split five-inch record with Spaz from the Bay Area, and it was um, nice. the the case of the the, the five inch was in, like and the design was like an Ernie Ball uh, string packet, and yeah. that's like it was like all the dis- the artwork lo- made it look like oh. just it was like oh, a string cool. packet, but uh, it was a five inch record. I, yeah, I um, this was like one of the first things I was ever at. I was a little kid on vacation with my mother in Florida, and there was a, a Grateful Dead tribute show yeah. that we kind of wandered into because it was next to like the resort or whatever. And my mom called the cops on the show because they were smoking pot. (laughs) 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 Oh, what a buzzkill. I think, I mean, they used to have like those uh, all ages like uh, punk ska shows. But in our city, they turned them into like, and it wasn't competitive. But for some reason, they made them all battle of the bands. And they were just like bar shows. That people were just paying six dollars to see. Nobody was competing and like putting on an act for it. So they were kind of just punk shows. But Mustard Plug. Was oh yeah, Mustard, oh. Plug. Like, Mustard Plug played every show. Yeah, Mustard area, Plug, right? Suicide yeah. Machines. Was yeah, like that was the. My wife, like, she grew up in North Burbs of Chicago. Oh yeah, and she would say like, it's like all the Chicago shows were always twenty one and over. So anytime she wanted to go see like Rocket from the Crypt or any kind of band she wanted to see, she would have to go to Wisconsin uh, or somewhere up. You know, yeah. uh, north of Illinois, uh, and it was always like, so she said, it's like it was always Mustard Plug. Yeah, Mustard Plug opened up for every band yep. in that area. Well, that's Joyce Manor in Los Angeles now. Oh, really? Like it was the FYP last... in the nineties. Yeah. FYP and opened up for everybody. There was a period of time where I was like, man, I'm really looking forward to. Ah, the... oh, they're they're on again. They weren't even listed on this show. Like <laughs> yeah. the last ten years, I feel like everything I've gone to that wasn't that, like a full on venue, just Joyce Manor just is adjacent Manor. to the show. Yeah, hmm. yeah. yeah. Them on here. Uh, no, they, they, I talked to the singer uh, a couple times about him coming by. Yeah. Uh, you should get Barry to do it. Yeah. yeah. Get yeah. Chase to come on, too, because oh, Chase yeah. is much chattier. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like. <laughs> actually, all we could break on all of how, we, we, how oh, yeah. each actually, one would contribute. Yeah, Matt, would, Matt would just not leave. Yeah, Matt would, Matt, be, Matt would be like, "Oh, this is what I, fuck being in a band. Podcasting is what <laughs> I've wanted." And even yeah, we, Jeff would even be good. Jeff, yeah, would, he's he, fun too. Be great. Yeah. If we were consistent, like if we like recorded at the same. That's our, our problem with like. Uh, Getting guests is that it's never we don't have it's like what's like well every Monday we're recording so if you can do it then and it's but so we can't there's a, it's like Christina Johns from Sideone Dummy is always like hey this band's gonna be in town do you want to have them on I was like it'd be nice but I don't see how dude float them to this is red bro <laughs> we're always needing guests and we're real consistent yeah we just we don't have it's uh she, you know she just asked if like she's like Milo Walkerman got pitched for the Nerdist and I was like well that'll never happen no Hardwick's gonna be like who who, who? <laughs> 
Well, he would get into it because he's a scientist. Sure, but he's mm. like he already had. We already uh, had Dexter Holland. Dexter Holland on, so <laughs> I'm sure he's going to be like, oh, a less successful Dexter. Did Holland? I tell you my favorite thing Dexter Holland said? I was like, oh, you put out one of my favorite records, fucking Bullet Train to Vegas. We put scissors where our mouth oh, are, geez. and he was like, Whoa. that record didn't make any money. That's funny that that's how he looks back <laughs> on it. That's a, that's the guy that can make an odd choice. His yeah, whole living a, is like smash. The, like the yeah. al- the album Smash was the biggest selling indie album of all time, and they'll never have to work again. Uh, because of that yeah. album, and he's still like, you bring up like a cool art project. He's like, like didn't make any money. And you're like, go fuck yourself. I remember too, it was great because like the reviews for that album were like, this was a real smart acquisition for Nitro Records, and then just just uh, just immediately collapsed. Uh, didn't make any money on the yeah. Oh, pretty fuck. fly for a white guy. That uh, maybe did they? At that point, that it was, was just a sustaining. Huge song. That was a whole. Yeah, that was. That was they, like they, that was people think only Smash made money. They have like no, they four platinum made, albums. Really? Yeah, yeah. Smash oh, did. Okay. X the Ombre sold. Like like basically yeah. all their albums oh, yeah. are platinum albums. Yes. Oh okay. Americana was. Just Americana was huge. Conspiracy of One was huge. Yeah, after yeah. that, Method pretty Man fly for a white guy. Because remember how be. much we had to sit through original prankster, everybody? This, actually, this is making me feel like when I just saw that there's like a Home Alone 5. I was like, there's that many <laughs> Offspring records? No, there's there's like nine Offspring records, and they're all platinum I feel albums. Like, I feel yeah. like, like, yeah, like Americana, is that what it's called? That was 99. Yeah, I feel like some of those had more more singles Oh, that had three did. hits off of it, I yeah. think. And Ex-Nadiombre had two big yeah. hits that were as big as the stuff on Smash. Yeah. I still get down with Cause they had two this... before Smash, actually. Yeah. Oh, which one? Yeah. The which one self-titled and... And Ixna- no, um, session. What is that one called? Oh, yeah, it's something session, isn't it? Yeah. What? Those first two are good, though. Yeah, but isn't it called Ignition or something? Ignition. Oh, that's it. That's it. Oh, remix to Ignition. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, like, one of the first shows, show shows I saw uh, was probably, it might have been 1134, uh, which is a hardcore band out of Orange County, but it might have also been Strife, because uh, they came to Hawaii. And played, uh, but yeah, uh, opening bands, Unit One Hundred and One, very great, very great, uh, like kind of uh, Fat Record style punk band. Um, but they had a great song called uh, Noka Oi, which is uh, "We're the Best," like in Japanese. And the song was uh, it was a bunch of like you know Japanese guys from. Wait, uh, are they like Wilson. named Unit One Hundred and One after the brutal like science? Oh, that like, was uh, exp- Unit Three Seven. Oh, thank you. Okay, yeah, yeah. but it was uh, that song was uh, the, the chorus was Oi Oi Noka Oi 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 Noka Oi. <laughs> Oi, oi, Nuka Oi, you ain't fucking Nuka Oi. And it's like, <laughs> and it was just a fucking great song. And it would make everyone Hawaiian go, hey. guys. Yeah, yeah. What did it mean? Uh, we're, uh, we're the best. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, that, yeah, that was mine. What oh, was that first? was a movie. Joe Ash show was uh, The Scuffs and Chains of Freedom from Simi Valley. Jesus. Chains of Freedom were great, though. They were all theatrical. They would do, like, they would play, like, every three months, but they would have a full, like, stage set up with stuff. Like, one time they came out all in like military garb with full wall drawings of themselves and just had people come to the stage and they cut off their like mohawks and hung them from the stage. <laughs> they were a good band. Wow. Shit. Yeah, my first punk show was Snapcase. Hey. Ooh. Buffalo band all in. With the best, one of the best drum sounds in hardcore. Uh, Piccolo fatal. snare. I was way into the, the Piccolo snare. Piccolo. <laughs> yeah. It was them. It's the Hawaii punk. showing. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Lifetime when they were like a sludgy, slow, hardcore band. Man, those were, those were and... no good. <laughs> <laughs> I have such a soft spot for they, they were the first punk band I ever saw. Like, really? The, show, the first because then... the, the first one I heard was Hello Bastards, and I was like, "What? This is fucking great!" And then I went to listen to the album before that. I was like, "What happened?" <laughs> and then everyone, and like my friends, like, "Oh, they started drinking and they got way better." <laughs> yeah, and this band, um, my brother's band, Copper. Also played the show. Nice. They were on Equal Vision Records. Yeah, Equal Vision. Yeah. I uh, one time, uh, uh, 
Better than a thousand, which was Ray Capo's, uh, you know, post day uh, hardcore band. Uh, uh, he he was in Hawaii and he lived in a. Uh, he came to and they stayed at my place one night and he was looking through my records, which was like really embarrassing. I was just like, please don't look at that. And he kept on like pulling stuff and Mr. talking Capo, shit. Please, please stop. Yeah, it's like and then like he saw that I had like a tape full of Simpsons episode. He's like, let's watch the Simpsons. I was like, please. <laughs> uh, but he was like going through his uh, like you know like had a Universal Order of Armageddon, Born Against play. He's like he's like, oh, you like this? And I was like, yeah, it's really good. UOA has one of the best drum beats ever, and he's like, "Yeah, you know that dude from Born Against is a real piece of shit." And I was like, "Yeah, it's kind of his thing, man." <laughs> <laughs> and then like he's like, he, like I had a couple of Equal Vision records, and he's like, "This guy is a fucking dick. He steals money from bands." I was like, "Let's stop. Let's stop going through this. Stop like ruining all my fucking you know favorite bands." Just let me like what I like. Yeah, exactly. That's the biggest bummer when like a band you like turns out to be like kind of a bummer. Yeah, he also talked shit on like Lifetime. He was making fun of like. He was he was making fun of like the singer of Lifetime. He's like, oh, it's so whiny sounding, and I was just like, I was like, you go like rah rah. There you go. Eloy, your Muppet show. Core. Just local, a bunch of local Puerto Rican yeah, bands. Yeah. It was at yeah. uh, <laughs> an abandoned water park. Ooh, uh, ooh, like Scooby Doo. Played at like the top. <laughs> <laughs> the bands would play at the top of where like the big slide would start. So they were like. Like really high up, <laughs> and everyone was like crowded around the like pool so area. Elevated. It was really weird. Oh Did shit! Slide down when they're supper over. No. <laughs> that no would have been great. <laughs> just posed in like, the kiss destroyer night. position, and then it's yeah. But it's like a dry. So it's just like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no flesh left. Yeah. <laughs> it was worth it. Their oh. final show. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else? Everyone say theirs. Uh, I don't know. So Pennywise and Boy Sets Fire was my first function. Do you like remember the uh, Do you remember the article when the guy from Boy Sets Fire uh, uh, came out? Like, oh. uh, it's like, like he. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh shit! That was like that's like the most cliche emo show I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, but like the guy from Boy Sets Fire was like a big thing where it's like he came out as uh, gay, and uh, the article I read in a zine was Boy Sets Fire to his closet. <laughs> 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 and the zine was like, if we had money, we'd pay you for that. Yeah, exactly. That's like something the Hard Times would do <laughs> today. You guys read the Hard Times? Yeah, oh, it's great. I fucking, I love it. I love it. I tried to meet up with because they're out of Portland, which right. I, I wouldn't have guessed. I, for some reason, I thought they were more of a Midwest kind of thing. But like, uh, they all do, had they throw stand up shows. All the guys that write for yeah, it do stand up. That. that seems cool. Yeah, it seems like a lot of fun. But like that fucking yeah. If anyone's listening doesn't know, go to uh, it's like punknews.org. I think real punk news. Real punk, real punk news because punk news is a actual website yeah yeah so yeah just go look up the hard times and it's just the funniest it's so good it's like the venn diagram where it works for like a certain subgenre yeah. of people yeah. uh and like it's like, i can always tell i showed someone they go hey and i showed someone else they go oh shit it's right in my wheelhouse there's, there's been a few that i've i can't think of them right now oh yeah what was it yeah local sellouts Demand money for merchandise or something like that. <laughs> I don't remember how it was. There was uh, oh shit, what Crass was the albums one? being Did directly marketed to audience via dumpster? <laughs> Here's a uh, 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 local man taking Facebook friendship with musician a bit too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great one. This is actually good for this show. Flyer completed week after show. <laughs> um, uh, shoegaze bands pedal board becomes self-aware demands creative control <laughs> 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 
smile and nod. The guy standing next to you is saying something in between sets. <laughs> that's a uh, that's the thing I hate at comedy shows. Like you're watching a comic and someone's like, hey, so, and you're kind of, you, you do that thing where you kind of try to watch harder with right. your neck, where you go, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Uh, Henry Rollins' driving app tells you how hard it would have been to get there in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> there was a really good one recently. It was like, merch guy's shirt actively shrinking during shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zine editor extends submission deadline for eighth and final time. <laughs> There's one. Um, hardcore frontman running out of generally well-accepted beliefs to share. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a good It's a good site. They do a good job. Uh 16-year-old skateboarder finds secret tape in airport. I think that's a reference to a it's video. It's Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. There it is. Um, uh, no one of any house. gender identity wants to use venue bathroom. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Yeah. Have you seen yeah. on – God, I wish I remember the name. There's a guy on YouTube who does a series that's just hardcore guy between song speeches, and it's he just poses in front of a green screen of different shitty venues and does bad – Yelling raps with the audience stuff. They're so good. What's that called? I wish I remembered what it was called, but it's it's the same kind of feel as Hard Times, where it's like this is so specific. <laughs> Band member frantically asking what song is next. <laughs> <laughs> Homeless guy unaware how much he could get on eBay for vintage shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah. that was a good one. I saw that. Rust of band confused as straight edge singer brings podium to first practice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the onion one where the bass player doesn't know he's in a Christian band? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the bass player doesn't know band is Christian one is fucking awesome. The onion one. That that was really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aging Ian Mackay chases kids off Discord house porch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God damn. It just so it's like it's so specific and so perfect. All right. Well, I was trying to find one I really liked and I didn't want now. I, now I, Portland Trashcore Band outed as three raccoons with a drum machine. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> uh, and that's your punk news. Now I want to thank uh, the Cheap Girls, Nally and Aloy and, uh, and Kyle all for coming down. It, the temperatures are rising. <laughs> What's supposed to, it's supposed to get to like 102 today? Yep. Right now it is like saying it's... a real it's, feel of 108 or something? It's saying it's 88 right now. It feels so much that's hotter than that. Bullshit. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if you liked any of the music, go uh, go check out uh, the Cheap Girls. Uh, what's the best way to buy your music? Have you with all the new digital spaces? Oh. Like, is it like is Bandcamp a good way to do it? Is it yeah, I yeah. Bandcamp. I can, I don't know. I never think of what's the best way. I just think of where it's available. But yeah, Bandcamp. Yeah, go to a local record store way. and buy Cheap Girl stuff. It, it is great. There's uh, four full length albums yeah. to choose from. Oh, we're doing a we have a, a collection coming out. Oh, cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. What's that going to be called? Of God's ex-wife. Nice. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Subversive. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's uh, it's gonna be a collection of seven inches and, and B-sides yeah, and some yep. of them. Yeah. Um, uh, just released one of those, and they called it. I thought it was pretty good. It was like the best of what's left. <laughs> I thought that was like a pretty good, just like good. scrounging around MP3s and going. Eh, these ones will be the least embarrassing. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So uh, catch uh, catch them live. Catch uh, get the new pause record. Uh, check out that new Descendants thing. Um, uh, any of the bands you like, uh, send in, uh, you know, send t- tweet at them at cheap underscore girls. Yeah. Uh, you know, let them know that you like them. If you can't afford to buy anything, just like you know, follow them on Twitter and then tell your friends about them uh, because that uh, can sometimes lead to you know just just supporting bands in general. And then go up to them at the merch table after the show and tell them you heard about them on Jonah Radio. Yeah. And then that. they'll yeah. text Jonah. Any bands you heard uh, on this show, tell them and they'll be uh, confused. And if they say anything about like uh, uh, suing, just say just walk away. 
Um, Allie, what do you? Uh, any upset news? You got any tours coming up? We're or? just writing. We just finished a tour, so that's of no use to anyone. Okay. Um, we're writing. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, oh, we're playing the festival. I forget what it's called in New Jersey. N A M F. I forget what it stands for. In Asbury. I don't know. Google it. Google. Google. Wait, I have a drop for that. Hold on. Just a second. Hold on. <laughs> and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was probably a Bing sound drop, right? No, it said motherfucking Google it, dog. Oh, cool. Cool. And timely. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Kyle, do you got anything? Uh, Check I, out uh, Peace this, Night. Uh, well, this, uh, this is Rad Podcast. This uh, is Rad Podcast. And then uh, I should have a record out at some point before the end of the year. Sweet. Just, what label? Uh, quote or literally figuratively, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, which is uh, we also just put out uh, Matt Dwyer's record, which is fucking great. It's a great and record. Everyone should buy it for everyone. It's so good. It's a very good, very very good comedy record. And Nick Nick Yusef's record is out there as well. Um, go watch CISO. Uh, go sign up for CISO. Hide you get a month for free. You can watch Hidden America. Uh, which is endorsed by L.A. Times, New York Times, and Anthony Bourdain himself. Oh, man. Um, Both coasts. Yes. And this, uh, yeah. All right, cool. Thanks for tuning in. Sorry for the last episode. Uh, and uh, I'll be... Oh, <laughs> oh I'll be, yeah. Uh, there's still tickets available. I think they're just releasing more tickets for the Mystery Science Theater 3000 Rift Tracks reunion show in Minneapolis uh, on Tuesday, June 28th. Um, it's going to be everybody that's ever been involved in that's the show, insane. except for J. Elvis Weinstein. Uh, and me and Joel will be riffing on a uh, short along with everybody else. Uh, so that'll be it. God damn. Uh, and it was one of my favorite, like, like amalgamations of my youth all coming together. I got to put the members of Dillinger 4 on my guest list for a Mystery Science Holy Theater shit. show. So that was... That was a lot, really you awesome. Just one life, Jonah. I did. <laughs> There's no mountains left to climb. I know. I know. I'm at, it's uh, 2016. I'm at peak Jonah. It's all downhill from here. Uh, bring on the suicide promise I made. Uh, so uh, we're going to end with a Cheap Girls song, and I'm going to finally put it on you guys to pick a song you want me to play. Fuck, I don't see that. Yeah, fuck, which is on, on an EP. Fuck, I don't know. Um, uh, it's whatever you guys want. I like. I picked, Ali picked. I mean, we can have Kyle pick, but... It'd be something I'll find me a drink home then. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> um, no, no, no. What were you going to say? What were you going to say? I was going to say Pure Hate. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pure Hate off of... Famous Scraves. That's yeah. right. I'm real bad with song titles. Track five, pure hate from uh, Cheap Girls, Famous Grace. Uh, and thank you guys so much. Goodbye.
Now leaving Nerdist.com.